teaches us very plainly that all have sinned and all have come short of God's glory. The Bible is giving to us an understanding that we, even if we're not, shall we say, aware of it, the Bible is certainly going to try to make us aware of it, that we have need of Him. We have need of Jesus Christ. And uh, somebody said to me yesterday on the phone, uh, they made the statement that we're saved by grace. And I said, well, I said, I know of no other way because that's what the Bible says and teaches. I know of no other way except to be saved by grace. And uh, he said, yep, we can't do it ourselves. And there was much attitude behind what he was saying. Uh, he didn't know me never met me just a phone call and uh, what I am saying to you is it's very important number one to remember where a verse is coming from as you look at God's Word in its entirety you want to get the the setting and you want to get subject matter also uh, it does say that we're saved by grace it also said through faith 
that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, which is the Holy Ghost. So, which is the spirit of grace. To realize that the writer was inspired to teach people who'd already gotten it, people who were saved by grace. Of course it's by God's grace. If he did not show favor, there would be no way to his salvation. The fact that grace is favor and that he, much like in Esther's day, the Bible teaches that there was a great need. People were going to be lost and be destroyed. And she was instructed, you need to go and see the king about this situation. And she replied that nobody can go to the king except he extend his golden scepter and you're able then, that's a signal that you are able to approach unto him. And in that preview, in that shadow of type, that lesson, you and I realize that he, Jesus, is the king of kings. And the Bible said you can't just come, but that there is to be a drawing unto him and a coming by the Spirit, in other words, and that we must come through a certain portal or a certain door opening, if you please. So when you got start getting the subject matter, you certainly realize that it's not going to be by our power or our might or our strength but it's going to be by my Spirit, saith the Lord. No man can come except the Spirit draw him. But the good news is that the Spirit is willing to draw everybody. He's not wanting anybody to be left out. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all, all should come to repentance. So as you begin to look at the subject matter, as you begin to take in the great big book of God, the Word of God, the thinking of God, the plan of God, then you begin to realize that God is for you and He is not against you. <clears throat> We've often also said that when people have a serious disease, shall we say, or a very bad spirit, that we're not against the person we're against that spirit that brings the disease and that bad spirit of jealousy or hatred or pride or whatever you'd like to name. So we want to separate you from that bad spirit. We want that bad spirit or spirits to be cast out. The Bible teaches that there was a young lady and that she had seven evil spirits that Jesus had casted out of her life, and that she no longer was going to walk the streets, hang out on the street corners, and dress in a manner that would attract the wrong type of person with the wrong type of intentions. Change in her life, a turning point in her life, that she turned away, as was written, of the ministry that would be given for an example to the apostle who Paul and how that it said he would turn people from
from the power of Satan unto the power of God. That people would be turned from darkness unto light. The turning point that has to take place in our lives. And we must come to realize that I'm lost and I'm going in the wrong direction and I'm following the wrong spirit and I've got the wrong attitude and I need to turn here. This man, John, tells you that there was a voice that was speaking to him, speaking to him in such a manner that he said, I turned to see that voice that was speaking to me. You've got to have a turning point here. You've got to turn away from the filth and the trash and the garbage and the unbelief and the powers of deception and you've got to turn to God. You've got to turn and take a good look at what he's saying and what he's bringing to your heart. You need a turning point. The Bible teaches that there was uh, an individual who was given an anointing from God. This was done at God's commandment and direction. And this individual, the Scripture said, was then sent to do some things for God. And in going to do those things, to get rid of the Jezebel-type spirit, to get rid of the permissive and promiscuous-type spirit, to get rid of fornication and adultery and things that accompany that. He rides out and begins to go to bring the anointing and the word and the presence of God to people that are all shut up in a city and surrounded by all kinds of wrong things, wrong spirits, wrong attitudes, people that were hurting one another, people that were dying and dropping like flies. And he comes to them, and they've got somebody, and they say, what's coming our way? What is that? And, of course, immediate reaction was, if I, if I let that get anywhere near us, we're going to lose our influence here. We're going to lose our power over these people. And we're making a lot of money on these people. We've got them doing our bidding and going around and making money for us. we got to keep them locked up inside this city. We've got to keep them prisoners in their mind to our type of deception here. And so they look though and they see this individual coming and there's one person goes out and goes there to find out what's going on. And when he gets there, the Bible said he had a turn, teaches you he had a turning point because he turned around behind the man, the man with the anointing, the man with the message, the man with the unction, the man sent by God. He turned and got behind him. I'm telling you, you need a turning point in your life. You need to turn away from the things that are locking you up and things that are imprisoning your mind and things that are destroying you. Well, they started saying, what's going on here? Hey, we lost that young man. He's not in our gang anymore. What's he doing? He's, he's, he's turned in behind this, this church, this power, this congregation with the unction and the anointing. And uh, so they said, well, We'll pick another bad dude, and we'll send him out there. You go out there, and you get that. Well, he went out there and got it all right. He turned right behind it and began to follow 
in the wake of that anointing, in the wake of that good word of God, in the wake of that good presence of the Lord, he just caught right up into it and began to follow it in a fervent manner. Sent another guy. And they said, who is that person out there? And they said, well, the way he's coming, I got to tell you, I could put a name to it, but he's, he's definitely got this anointing. He's this man of God, and, and, and I'm going out there too. And so he went out, he got behind him. First news you know, coming to the city, coming to clean it up, coming to get rid of the dirt and the filth and the garbage, coming to deliver people that have been bound by it low these many years, and we're coming to clean it up. We're coming to straighten it out. We're coming to bring joy to it, happiness to it, deliverance to it. All the people locked up in the city. Scripture told about a, a young man that... Uh, was living and was found himself in a place that the name of the place just meant a continuous circle, a continuous circle. It was a much been described as a vicious cycle, a vicious circle of life. That you just, nobody changes the pattern. And if you keep in the same old pattern, you get the same old results. If you keep in the same old way of doing things, the unbelieving way, the hateful way, the quarreling way, and on and on and on that you could name, that, that you're going to wind up with the same disastrous, destructive result. There's got to be a turning point. There's got to be a breaking out. There's got to be a getting away from this situation and this spirit. And let me tell you, there are people that are bound by situations, raised up the wrong way, exposed to the wrong things at early ages, and become a part of a cycle, a vicious cycle, a pattern, a way of thinking that that's all they know and all they've been introduced to. But I'm telling you, and Jesus has come to town, and Jesus said, I'm here to break that cycle. I'm here to get you out of that destructive behavior and the way that you've been living and taught to live. I need you to turn here. That's what repentance is. It's a turning point in your life. No sense to try to justify it, rationalize it. It's written that Jesus spoke the words in his earthly ministry. He said, ye are they which justify yourselves. But you know, his word teaches that we're going to get justified by faith. We're not going to get justified by anything else. Not by the works of the flesh. Certainly not that. We're not going to get justified by the works of the law because that's been fulfilled in Jesus. And we're not going to get justified by, every once in a while, shall we say, some works of righteousness. Go do, do some good deed for the day and think that if I go do that, then that offsets the other 1,475,000 things I did wrong doesn't work that way. Going to come to church on Sunday and make a little show and then go out and live like a devil the next six days of the week. It doesn't work that way. Religion will do that for you. You can go join some religious club and some denomination and show up on a certain day of the week and everybody glad hands and pats each other on the back and makes each other feel good and then go live like a tomcat the rest of the week. But that is not what the salvation of God is all about. The salvation of God begins with a turning point where you turn around and pay attention to the voice that is speaking to you from heaven and trying to give to you 
the plan and the message and the word that will save your soul from a devil's hell. A place that's not even prepared for you. John said, I turned. I turned. Jesus said, except we turn or except we repent. He said, we're going to perish. He made that crystal clear. That means I've got to stop doing the wrong things. I've got to stop going the wrong places. I've got to find out the difference here. Isn't it written that my teach my people so that they'll know the difference between light and darkness, between right and wrong, between righteousness and unrighteousness, between bitter and sweet, that my people would know how to discern. It's written in your Bible. First John said, Beloved, believe not every spirit. Revelation, if you read a little further, you will read where the spirit upbraided the church, the congregation in a certain location and said, because they suffered, that woman calls herself a prophetess. Anything that comes along and says, yeah, yeah, I'm a prophet, you know, and yeah, I'm an apostle, you know, and everything. He said, believe not every spirit, but test them, prove them. One of our young men worked here locally, still does, but he worked in another business here in town. And uh, I had to go there one day, and, and uh, when I was there, I saw this guy walk out, and he had apostle uh, written across his T-shirt. He had something else on the back, maybe a scripture. And I said to the young man, I said, so who's this guy? He said, he's the guy with the foulest mouth in this place. He said, he cusses, and he has such a mean, nasty, filthy mouth. Disgusting. He said, that's who he is. Never mind what the shirt says. That's who he is. So I, no names, so I'm not attacking any individual here. But I am attacking a spirit that people will claim to know him. People will claim to be saved. People will claim to have an experience while they're just spewing out of their heart all kinds of foul, nasty, rotten things. Now Jesus comes to get you to make a turn here to make a repentance here. He went about in his earthly ministry teaching people just like us and telling them that if they didn't repent, they were going to perish. And you do not want to perish. There were people that got puffed up in their religious ways, in their religion. And Jesus made it clear to them. He said, how are you going to escape the damnation of hell if you keep on, in other words, going in the direction you're going? you got to have a turning point here. you got to turn, and I'm going to tell you, take a good look at what's being done and what's being said and what's being preached and the chapter and the verse. Take a good look at it. John did. He said, I turned. I wanted to see the voice that spake with me. You know, your Bible is not fake and it is not phony. It is real and it is it has the right instruction for you. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and it's there to uh, give you instruction in things that are right so you can know what's right. wants to instruct you to the right way to do things wants to get you out of the course of this world 
why run a race that's going to lead you on a broad, a broad and a wide path that's going to bring you to a place called hell where Jesus said, how are you going to escape that? <laughs> you know, and he's right there. He's like, here am I. I am your escape. This is it. Anything else, you're just trying to run from reality. Anything else is going to lead you to the wrong place, the place that you ought to be trying to run away from. Listen to what the Word of God tells you in Psalm 29. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Aren't you glad you know His name? His name is Jesus Christ. That is His name above every name. His name is also Alpha. His name is also Omega. His name is first and his name is last. One place said his name is Jealous. Okay? With a capital J. Proper noun. Okay? There are many. But he spoke the name one day through a messenger and said, I'm giving you, in other words, my name that is above every name. I claim all those great titles. I am all those great I am the I am, as a matter of fact. But now I'm giving you something that I've never given to anybody before. I'm giving you my name. My name is Jesus. Said, um, <clears throat> verse 3 said, The voice, he said, I turned to see the voice that spake to me. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. He's not just reaching for one group of people, he's reaching for everybody, everywhere. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. There is no obstacle that can keep God from getting to you, except you. You need a turning point. I'm not just going to go to church. I want to be in the church. I'm not just going to play religion. I'm going to get salvation. I've turned to see this thing. I want to take a good look at this thing. Said the, he maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. These were places in the Old Testament that had a great significance to the people that lived in that time and those that were of that part of the world. How about let's put our name there. How about the Lord shaketh Belgrade? How about the Lord shaketh Pahokee? The Lord shaketh South Bay? The Lord shaketh all of Palm Beach County and the state of Florida and the nation of America and the world at large. My God's voice is powerful. My God's voice is majestic. And my God can shake every tree and every house and every heart. And he does it with good intentions. He wants to shake you free from unbelief. It's like he took that young girl hanging out on the street raised to hang out on the street. And he casted those devils. He shook things up by his voice. Those spirits, those evil spirits went out of that young girl. And you know that young girl grew up in the church. 
and uh, she was the first one to see Jesus after he arose again from the dead. Imagine that. You have no idea what you're going to get to see if you'll get a turning point in your life. All the great things that he has to show you. Beyond the wonders of this world, he wants to show you the wonders of the world to come because this world's wonders are going to pass away. They're going to melt with a fervent heat. You hear me? What the Bible teaches, what he's got for you, you that make that turning point in your life, that you turn from sin to righteousness. As it written, awake unto righteousness. Wake up to what God's doing. Let that voice awaken you and turn and take a good look at it. You know the church that Jesus gave birth to and continues to this minute, this second, and shall continue till he returns for it? Those that are alive when he comes and operating in the spirit and those that are already gone to sleep in him in the grave. Until that moment takes place, that first resurrection, commonly referred as the rapture, that until that second, the church is going to be bringing the message and turning people, turning them to the truth, turning them to see his voice. We have nothing to hide. We have nothing to be ashamed of. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. He said, it is the power of the Spirit unto salvation to everyone that believeth. You might as well say to everyone that turneth and takes a good look at it and says, I'm sick and tired of the way I've been living and the direction I've been going and getting taken again and again and deceived. I'm making a turn here. I'm going to turn around in repentance. I'm going to have a change of my lifestyle and my pattern of thinking. I repent, O Lord. I turn unto thee, O Lord. Everybody said praise the Lord. You want to get this turning point in your life. What kind of day was it? Was the sun shining? Was it hot and humid? Was it a little rainy? Was it just kind of an in-between day? Was there a little bit of breeze? When Philip came to Samaria, Philip came to town. Not Philip the apostle, but Philip one of the seven. Some people think when you're one of the seven, that makes you a deacon, and you then are a church boss, and you tell the preacher what to do. If we have any of those here today, you may stand up right now. Oh, I don't see anybody standing. Gee, no, nobody standing. Let me get my mirror out. No, nobody behind me. Because that's not what deacon means. Deacon means helper. Literally means helper. What are you doing today, Philip? Oh, I got the widow detail today. The widow detail, yeah, they're disgruntled. They're complaining. They're not happy. Um, what's the problem? Well, uh, today we make sandwiches for them, and um, I'm helping to stir the Kool-Aid and the iced tea and get the sugar just right. Some place, some of it we got to put a little sweetener in because some of them have diabetes. We're going to get all these elderly widows all straightened out. We're going to make them happy, and that's what I'm doing today. That's, that's, that's part of my training. And people laughed, and people fell on the ground. People turned away from them. People even in the church looking down on them. But, you know, Philip being one of the seven, he just kept on helping, and he just kept on doing And one day, all that training came together, and the Lord said, need you to go to Samaria today. 
Now, you see, some people would say, I ain't going down there, man. And we don't even talk to them people. They're different than us. Them people, no way. But now Philip, because see, Philip was trained right. Philip said, Samaria, okay, okay, I'll go. Let's, okay, what time? We're leaving. But you're leaving pretty much immediately. Let the uh, leadership know, and we're heading down the road here. Okay. Leadership said, good. You go right down to Samaria and get with it. And Philip came to Samaria, and he came to a city of people who were bewitched. They were under a spell. They, they were just hypnotized with what Simon, the street doctor, was doing. They were going to him. He was giving them stuff. And he had them all under his control until Philip came to town. That's Philip with one L, I believe. Philip came to town, one L and one Holy Ghost. And when he brought that Holy Ghost and that one name above every name, the name of Jesus Christ, when he brought that to Samaria, I want you to know literally all hell broke loose because the voice of God shook the devil out of that city and people were free. People were delivered. People heard him preach the name of Jesus Christ and literal hell shook on its foundation that day. And the Bible said, not only were they baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, but they were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible said that that city, that city was filled with joy. The Bible tells you that the kingdom of God, that does not come with observation, but lo, it is within you. It's righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. And they were having the time of their lives. I don't need what you got, Mr. Street Doctor. I don't need your junk anymore. I'm not running for you anymore. I'm not doing your bidding anymore. You are out of here. I've made a turn here. I've turned the corner on this garbage, and I'm going away from it. I'm heading straight up Holy Ghost Field, and I'm going on a straight and a narrow that leads me to gates of eternal life. Made a turning point here. You can remain standing. You want to make a turning point here. You want that turning point. And you got to tell yourself, I don't want the way I've been doing it all this time. I don't want to be bound by the things that I've been bound by anymore. I want God, His Holy Spirit. I want to take a good look at Him here. This is good. This is not bad. The only thing that, that comes against this is flesh and the devil that works through that flesh. But the, the spirit that is way deep inside of you, that, that spiritual part of you, that part is attractive and makes a connection with the presence of the Lord. And it recognizes, just like the devil recognizes. You come to torment us, Jesus. Don't cast us out. Oh, don't you know the devil shakes in his boots? You ever read the Bible where the devil was absolutely begging? There was a man that had legions of devils that he was possessed by. Okay, 
it depends who your standard is and who you listen to. But I can tell you that's not going to be less than 10,000 and probably a whole lot more. Legions, he said, my name is Legions for we are many. Nobody can do anything with me. But Jesus was there and said, I'm going to do something with you. I'm going to turn you from where you're at to where you need to go. And those devil, and they said, don't cast us out. Oh, don't cast us Oh, the devil was begging. God will make the devil beg. He wants to live in you. He wants to sashay inside of you. He wants to do all kinds of junk with you. That are go- things that are going to destroy you. Things that are going to bring you to total destruction here and in the world to come. And the devil started begging. Don't, don't cast us into the deep. Man, we like living in people. We walk through dry places and we can't find any rest. We go find somebody we can get in. Oh, yeah. And then we destroy them. And he said, oh, don't cast us into the deep, into the abyss. Don't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm begging you here, Lord. Hey, there's a big old herd of pigs over there. How about we go in there? Let us go live in the pigs. <laughs> I know a lot of people pretty much fit that description. <laughs> they said, let us, let us go live in the pigs. Imagine the devil begging to go live in a pig. I'm telling you, the enemy shakes at the power of God. He shakes at that voice because that voice shakes everything loose except what cannot be shaken, and that's the Holy Ghost in your life. You want the Holy Ghost. You want to be baptized in Jesus' name. You want to make that simple step of repenting by the great God's going to help you to repent. He's going to help you to turn around. And then we're going to baptize you right here in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And everything you've said you're sorry about and turned away from is going to be forgiven, fully pardoned, and remembered no more. Not nice. And then you're going to present yourself for that free gift of the Holy Ghost. And if you want it bad enough, ain't nobody can keep you from it. And everybody said, Hallelujah. God not only has to save us from a whole catalog of sins, it's thicker than the Sears or the Penny's catalog but he has to deliver us from ourselves from ourselves everybody said praise the Lord let's take a moment let's pray and ask God turn me around here I'll do my part help me to turn around here I need a turning point right here right now I don't want to leave this service and go back to the same old lifestyle same old way I've been doing it same old way of acting same old way of talking, thinking. Come on, Lord, help me here. Help me, Lord. I need a turning point here. I don't want to be the way I've been. I want to get rid of all the deadness inside of me. And I want I want life. I want to get rid of unbelief. And I want to have faith. I want to use my faith that you've already put in my heart. I want to use it for the right thing. I want to quit trusting in things that shouldn't be trusted in. Help me this morning, Lord. I need a turning point. Let me turn behind the great anointing of God, the power of God, the Word of God. Let me not fight against it. Let me fight for it. Let me have a turning point here. Let me turn away from being contrary and start being cooperative. Help me here. Help me this service right here this morning. Come on now. Let's lift our hearts with our hands. Let's worship. Let's make a run. I'm 
and make that turning point. Start running. Come on now. You don't need to wait till you get a fatal disease. You don't need to wait until somebody shoots you dead. You don't need to wait till you're hooked so bad you can't see up for seeing down. Come on, you can make a turning point here. This service can be your turning point. Get out of the same old, same old. Get out of the boring, dull, dreary, destructive lifestyle. Realize you have a future in Jesus. You have a future in the Holy Ghost. And you, he cares about you. It's your turning point that he's looking for. Tell him about baptizing somebody and people will say to me, good, he needs to be baptized. Everybody needs to be baptized in Jesus' name. Don't you pass it off on somebody else. If you knew how good it was, you wouldn't let go of it for anybody. You'd get it. You'd possess it, embrace it. Hold to it tightly. You'd keep it and guard it. Come on now. Our altar's open. All the men over here. All the girls and women over here. Come on now. Holy Ghost, run into your mercy seat. By your grace, I have an opportunity to be saved here, Lord. I want to make a turning point here, Lord. I don't need religion. I need salvation. I don't need a club. I need the blood of Jesus Christ in water baptism. Come on here. Come on. I need your miracle working power in my heart. I need your grace to help me turn. 